up, up and away, Harland Highway. Okay, not really working. Lame. Lame, you know, 60s throwback song intro. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway. The rest of it won't be lame, I promise. It'll be good. It'll be excellent. Uh, great to have you here. Thank you for being here. Great show today. Oh, my God. I'm. You're going to catch me doing some stuff outdoors. Some live feed from me standing at a dangerous crosswalk and, and getting my face sprayed in the hot summer sun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be some of that. I'll tell you that right now. Also, uh, some exciting uh, news about my stand-up comedy special is Caramel Corn the Pug. I'm going to talk about that right out of the gate. Um, also, I believe Aunt Ruthie gives us a call. I guess she, Roger's telling me she left She left another voicemail, Roger. Okay, Roger gave me the thumbs up. Aunt Ruthie left one of her nutty voicemails. Not sure I want to hear it, but we will. And then also some wonderful phone calls from you, the Pavement Pounders. Oh, yes. I love it when you guys call in. So all kinds of groovy, cool stuff today. Uh, let's do this, all right? Let's go, everybody. Put your helmets on. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You are about to go down the Harland Highway. I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Hey, this is Rich from California. Uh, just want to say what's up. Um, what do you call it? Uh, I'm a little bit behind on your podcast, but I heard about the Caramel Corn, the Pug Show coming up, so I'm definitely going to check it out on a, a Thursday, I believe, but the, uh, probably could try to get to the 731. But I noticed in your podcast you were saying that um, you never presented the, the Caramel Corn, the Pug, and then I went to say, wait a minute, I actually got a little sneak preview, I think one time at one of your shows in the... I think it was also the uh, Irvine Spectrum, if I remember correctly. Um, you started out with an act. It was, uh, I don't think it was an opening. Uh, it's probably in the middle act or something. But you came out as the pug, and I, I honestly thought it was hilarious. Uh, this, uh, you did um, most of the routine through the pug, so it was a lot of dog jokes and, you know, dog cracks up and everything. But I thought it was great. And that's why when I first heard you mention about this, I was like, oh, that's great because uh, you, you know, portray it very well. And you're right, the math does articulate and uh, it was hilarious, and it was funny because my buddy John, uh, he didn't even know it was you, actually. Cause, uh, he, was like, he was like, who's that comedian? I'm like, well, you can't tell. It's Harlan up there. But uh, I was like, we're just, we're just in for a little treat. So, yeah, I remember you doing it, and I'm sure it's probably just for practices and warm-up and stuff. But um, I was hoping that you would actually take off with it. Uh, I think it's a great um, uh, thing to uh, add to the character of you know, Harlan Williams, so, or to the person of Harlan Williams, at least the character itself. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to mention. Uh, Chicken Chow Man, bud. 
Gotta get back. Bye-bye. All right, Rich. Yes, yes, tonight is the night. OMG. OMG. Oh, my God. Yeah, tonight is the night that I taped my special as a dog, as a pug, the first stand-up comedy special ever as a dog, Caramel Corn the Pug. Um, and yes, you are right, Rich. You did see me uh, months back where I was testing out the whole uh, setup. I was testing out the mask. I was testing out uh, how how hot it was in the, in the whole getup. I was testing out different wardrobes. I was testing out sound. I was t- testing out movement. I mean, I, all these things I have to test out. To do this kind of a comedy special, uh, it's a lot different being inside of a mask and doing one stand-up act uh, than it is just doing it as a normal human being. Um, so yeah, I was I was up there, and what I would do, and what I've been doing around clubs around the country, is uh, I'll have my MC come up on my shows. And then I'll have the MC introduce Caramel Corn. Caramel Corn will go up and do like five minutes. And then Caramel Corn will leave, which is me as the pug. And then my opening act will come up. And then the MC will bring me up. So there's some space in between Caramel Corn and me. Because essentially we're the same person. Dog, human, canine, whatever. Um, so yeah, you saw me, uh, during the testing phase and, and also I just, I was going out on stage as the pug just to see if it actually worked to see if people would laugh or they're just bewildered or the mask was too inhibiting, uh, to comedy. You know, if people just were like, well, it's, you know, I can't really hear them and you know, it's yeah, okay. It's just a mask. It's not very funny. And, but, but, uh, the good news is. Everywhere I've done the uh, the pug routine, uh, people have been pretty uh, pretty good about laughing and enjoying it and telling me after the show, like, oh, my God, we loved caramel corn. Oh, my God, he's so funny. I want to see more. So now's your chance, everybody. If you want to see the shows, uh, it's tonight. Yes, tonight, June 22nd, 2017. Down in Irvine, California at the Irvine Improv. Uh, We have a show at 7.30 tonight and another show at uh, 9.45 tonight. And uh, please come down and have some fun and uh, watch a dog do stand-up comedy. And uh, we're shooting it. We've got like six cameras going and... uh, got an MC and uh, it's, it's going to be quite the spectacle. And, um, you know, we're going to shoot it and then package it and then hopefully uh, hopefully we sell it to Netflix or Showtime. We don't know where it's going to go. You know, a lot of comics, the, the, the way specials work is, uh, you know, these networks, which has, you know, been been the way it's worked for me over my career. They they like you, they approach you, they say, Hey, we love Harlan, we want to do a special, blah, blah, blah. So I've I've done like I don't know how many. I think I've done ten specials over the course of my career. And and so uh I decided, you know, I want to do something different. I don't want to just be, you know, the guy in the blazer, the guy in the t shirt. 
I want to do something that stimulates me, that makes me feel uh, like I'm doing something different, where I'm pushing myself. I'm, I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared to do this. It's, 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 it's out of my comfort zone to a degree. I mean, wacky, crazy stuff is in my comfort zone, but, but doing my whole routine as a dog for an hour is, is new to me. I've done like, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. I'm going to be doing an hour. So uh, so we're going to cut a special together, and hopefully we can sell it to, uh, to one of these places because, you know, you can't pre-sell this type of thing. Yeah, hello, Netflix? Yeah, you want to buy a, a dog, a pug stand-up comedy special? Yeah, what? Hello? Hello? So I'm taking a gamble. I'm self-financing this whole thing. I'm paying for the whole thing, the crew, the lighting, the cameras, the everything. And I'm like, screw it. I'm, I'm taking the risk, man. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I, I'm not sure what will happen. I have a feeling it could be a money loser, but I'm not doing it for the money. If I was doing it for the money, I wouldn't do it. But it would be good to get my costs back or whatever, but we'll have to see. And if, if nobody buys it, then I'm just going to sell it digitally as a download. And people can buy it on the internet, you know, for, for, through uh, Amazon streaming or whatever. And uh, and it ain't about the money. It's about, it's about me having fun and, and pushing the needle and bringing you guys, the comedy audience, something different to feast your eyes on. Something just ridiculous and crazy and hopefully funny so we'll see thank you for your uh, for your call buddy and i uh, hope we see you down there at the irvine improv tonight june thursday june 22nd 2017 and uh if you haven't bought your tickets online yet come on down and get them at the door there are lots of tickets still available um, you know, one of the issues in all honesty has been sell- getting tickets sold to this event because no one really knows who Carmel Corn is. It's not like I've been working on this character for years and he's, he's been out there on the internet and all that. He, he's, he's, he's literally something new. Nobody's seen him. Nobody's really been exposed to him on a, on a mass level. And so it's hard to sell tickets. It's hard enough just to sell tickets to a comedy show because there's so many options, but trying to get people to come out and watch a dog do stand-up comedy, whew, that's even tougher. So uh, so there you go. Uh, tonight, June 22nd, the Irvine Spectrum Improv in Irvine, California, Orange County. And I uh, hope we see you there. Supporting your favorite stand-up comedian dog, Carmel Corn, the Pog. Oh yeah! Heavens to Murgatroyd, Devon. So here we go. I was out walking the other day. I was out for a little stroll. You know, I like I like to get my stroll on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yes, I like to get the legs moving and walking around town. And I was in this like kind of busy neck of the woods and, uh, and I came to these street lights, you know, street lights, the green, yellow, and red things that hang in the sky and tell us how to drive. Um, and, uh, and I was standing there and it was one of those ones that, that made the, the electric beeping sound. 
you know, and it was one of those ones that, that, that talked and told you when to go and when to stop and this and that. And, and I was standing there kind of amused listening to it. I thought this is kind of odd, these strange noises and commands and, you know, I'm putting my, my life in the hands of a strange voice and a strange sound and some strange lights. It's a very busy intersection, cars speeding here and there, turning left and right. And I'm like, I'm literally stepping out into the middle of this giant, you know, crosswalk. And I'm, my life is in the hands of all this automation. The, 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 the lights need to sync on time. They need to change the, the beeping noises, the, the, the talking. The, it was like a whole symphony of, of technology that was helping me get from one side of the street to the other. And so I thought, you know, maybe I'll stand here and just kind of record all this madness. So here it is. Have a listen. It's just yours truly, Harlan Williams, hanging out on a street corner. I made 80 bucks. No, I'm kidding. Have a listen. You know, if I fake this whole uh, beeping thing, um, I could mess with people. I'm at a very busy intersection right now. And, uh, you know, you get people that don't have great eyesight. You know, I could maybe uh, pull a little, uh, you know, beep, 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 beep. Right? Do my own little noise. And, uh, you know, take a few lives. I could maybe take a few lives just for just for kicks. Not to be mean. Not to be evil. But, you know, there's comedy and everything, right? So I just stand on the corner here. And, you know, someone with Coke bottle glasses or, you know, someone with a bag over their head. I could just be like, beep. They start walking, and I just sit back and enjoy the comedy, bro. Boom. Right over the top of a minivan. Boom. Rolled through the intersection like a granola bar. Oh, yeah. Beep. 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 I wonder if R2-D2 would be turned on by this this street light. That's some pretty awesome noises. Oh, wait, it's talking. What'd you Wait. say? What? You telling me how to live my life, bro? Wait. Fuck you. I'm walking, bro. Wait. No. You fucking wait. Wait. No. Wait for what? For Christmas? Wait. No. I'm walking, bro. Wait. No. See ya. Screw you. Wait. No. See ya, bro. Screw him. I'm, I ain't waiting for nothing or nobody. Beep, 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 beep. Anyways, you want to know how I amuse myself? Killing people at crosswalks. Williams out. So there you go. Just, you know, just a little slice of life. Me, me, me pontificating if that's even the right word i don't know something somehow that word just popped into my head i think it might be the right word it sounds right but to be honest i'm not sure if it is right let, let me go into the d- d- dictionary here and see if pontificating is in fact the right word 
Because, you know, I, I'm not, I think I know what pontificating means, but I'm, I'm kind of like somehow it's one of those words, you know how, you know how your brain just like kicks in sometimes and it, 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 it knows the right word to put in there. And I let me type it in pontificate. I hope it's not a sex act. Please don't be a sex. Uh, pontificate. The Roman uh, officiate as bishop, especially expresses one's opinions in a way considered annoyingly pompous and dogmatic. <laughs> well, it was a little annoying, but it wasn't me. It was the streetlight that was annoying, not me. Or was I annoying? Maybe I was. I don't think. Maybe it's not the right word. Expresses one's opinions in a way considered annoyingly pompous. Yeah, it's probably not the right word, but it, it feels right, right? So I'm going to leave it in. Even though it's wrong, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving it. Screw you. Just like I told the light to screw you. It's like, yeah, I was on a street corner pontificating my thoughts. Wrong. But I don't care. It's my podcast, and I'm going to pontificate all the way through it. It also reminds me of like like on a seaplane. You know those big fat things where the wheels should be when a seaplane comes in on the water on top of its pontificates? I know the words pontoons, but I feel like, you know, if you're a fancy person, you're like, oh, darling, look, the plane. The seaplane has just landed on its pontificates, darling. Ah, uh, those are pontoons, sir. Maybe where you come from, you redneck. Where I come from, the pontificates. Uh, okay, sir. Um, so anyways, that was just me hanging out, and I thought, you know, I'm going to record this for the pavement pounders. I'm going to pontificate for the pavement pounders. So there you go, me on a street corner. And and let me tell you one other thing. I was out for my, my walk. I was out walking around. It was hot, man. It was one of those hot summer days, like... Like really like sweaty hot, which I like. I like the heat. But I walked into this outside area where they had shops and restaurants and all that. And all of a sudden, there it was. Hanging from the rafters of like a waffle place. Like like a gourmet waffle place. You know, you know, there's always, everywhere you go now, there's gourmet restaurants popping up. Gourmet grilled cheese. Gourmet ice cream sandwiches. Gourmet... Oh, yeah, that's what it was. It was a gourmet ice cream waffle place. Like, I couldn't believe it, right? But hanging from the rafters was... Not a rattlesnake. Misters. And I don't mean men hanging upside down like bats. Look at all the men hanging upside down. Quickly, get on the plane. Get these pontificates up in the air. No, they were misters, the water misters. You know? Have you seen those things where they just they spray mist out onto the sidewalk? It's 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 like you're standing in Niagara Falls and the mist is blowing all over you. And I gotta tell you, man, it is it is nice. When it's a hot day, it's like screw it. I'm not I don't even want an ice cream waffle. I just want to stand in the mist. It's it's just you're standing there and there's this 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 vapor, this air, this 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 liquid water spray is is just covering your skin. It's spraying on you. It's like standing behind a giraffe. 
as it goes tinkle. It's like, you don't care. It's so hot. Tinkle on me, draft. Tinkle. Cool me. Fill my pores with your draft tinkle. Oh, yeah, baby. I liked me the mister. Oh, it was sweet, man. In fact, I, I actually recorded myself standing in the mister as well. You know, well, why not? I record myself standing on an in, in an intersection. Why wouldn't I record myself in a mister, mister? That's mister, mister to you, mister. Uh, but I added a level to this recording. I actually recorded it to Instagram. And and when I watch it back, just just seeing myself standing in the mister like makes me feel like I want to be in the mister. It's it's like I just want to be in the mister, and that also sounds like it could be the name of a funny little bar downtown, but it's not. I I want to be in the mister is not. I wonder if it's right next to Five Guys. Uh, by the way, Five Guys. Has anyone been? I'll come back to Five Guys, but for now. Uh, you know what? Why not listen to it? Listen to me standing in the mister. This thing's about like 45 seconds long, but it's just me standing in the mister. And then if you want to see it, jo- go, go to my Instagram, join my Instagram at Harland Williams. And you can see me just standing in the mister and just watching it, just watching it cools you down. So here's, here's yours truly standing in the mister. Hot day. Standing in the mister, bro. Sucking in the mist. Standing in the mist, bro. Let's see if I can get some on the face of Rooney, bro. Blast me right in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's like standing behind a giraffe. Oh. Good for my modeling. Moisturizes my face. So there you go. If you want to see me standing in a mister for 45 seconds, join my Instagram. That's how much fun my Instagram is. Yes, you get to watch me misting my face for 45 seconds. But as you can see, that's where I came up with the uh, the the standing behind a draft thing. It was weird. That just you know popped into my head. I was standing there. You know, I'm six foot two, and here's this this spray going off in my face, and my brain went, well, if I was just out in the world, how would I ever get sprayed in the face like this? And I thought I'd pretty much have to be standing behind a draft taking a leak. So that's where that came from. Little, You know, there's, there's always room for draft comedy, gurgle snargans and lady blargans. Please. There's not enough draft humor in this world. So uh, there you go. Check out my Instagram and uh, let's... uh, What? Oh, really? Okay, okay. Roger just... uh, She called when? Okay. So it looks like my Aunt Ruthie has... uh, Roger's waving to me. I got it. Yes, Aunt Ruthie. Aunt Ruthie has left a voicemail uh, for us here. And Roger wants us to play it on the show, which we always do because my Aunt Ruthie always uh, leaves the most bizarre voicemails. So let's let's play it. And uh, here we go. Aunt Ruthie calling her uh, nephew from Rochester, New York. 
Hello. Oh, my God. Hello, Angel. Are you there, Angel? Hello. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling. Oh, my God. I can never figure out if I'm talking to anyone on these goddamn machines. Hello, Angel Holland. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. Love, how are you? We certainly miss you, and as summer's starting, I just wanted to give you a call. Your Aunt Ruthie, well, I got into a little trouble at the uh, at the grocery store the other day, for Christ's sake. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was shopping for our weekly groceries. You know, I always go over to Robinson's and pick up some wonderful, you know, they have sales on meats and hams, and you know your Uncle Harry likes his goddamn yogurt pretzels. I don't know why. They, they smell like sourdough Armenian sandals or something, for Christ's sake. But he, he loves to chew on them while he watches his television shows. And so, you know, your Aunt Ruthie was over there pushing a cart up and down the aisles. And I get exhausted, honey. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. And I got to the fresh fruit section, you know, and every week I like to pick out a nice grapefruit for your Uncle Harry. He likes to suck on a grapefruit like a, you know, like a, a, a muscalunge at the bottom of a river or a surgeon or a, not a surgeon, a sturgeon, you know, those fish that swim along the bottom of the river and suck gravel into the face of your Uncle Harry will sit at the kitchen table and suck on a grapefruit like a, you know, like a Cambodian night streetwalker looking for a, you know, a glory hole at a shell station or something, for God's sakes. But anyhow, Angel, I got into a little trouble. As you know, I always like to pick up the fresh produce and feel it and touch it and, you know, make sure it's fresh. I like to squeeze it, you know, and I picked up a nice, delicious apple or a Macintosh apple or some fucking thing. You know, it was an apple. It was red and I don't know why they all have different names. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, do you think Eve said, oh, look at the nice Macintosh, or look at the nice Granny Smith, or look at the nice delicious, just a goddamn apple, for Christ's sake. And now they're going to put labels on everything. I mean, Christ, you know, it's, it's like the end of the world's coming along, Angel. But anyhow, I picked up a, an apple, and I was squeezing it, and, you know, you you ran. Ruthie's got a fake fingernails, you know, and they're all a bit yellow, but I, you know, my fingernails went into this goddamn apple, and I tried to pull them out, and it was like this apple was like a, it's like Satan opened up his mouth from the center of hell and sucked my fingernails in, and I was pulling and pulling, and I snapped my goddamn fingernails off right inside the apple, Angel, and I was panicking, and I didn't know what to do, so I put it back in the pile, and now your Aunt Ruthie's worried that some little school kid somewhere, you know, he's going to be eating his lunch in the cafeteria, he bites into this fucking apple and starts choking on, you know, you know Aunt Ruthie's fucking yellow fingernails, and he, even though he has a spasm on the ground, and everyone... You know, the other school children will think he's having an epileptic, you know, monkey fit or something, and he'll make fun of them. But anyhow, Angel, I, 
Oh, I put the apple back, and then I, you know, of course, I saw some grapes. You know how your Uncle Harry loves the grapes? And I started squeezing them, and I was like, oh, my goodness, these sort of feel like, well, pardon my French angel, but they felt a bit like Uncle Harry's, you know, testicles when he was a younger man. And I started, you know, squeezing them, and I, I guess I got a little carried away, and I was doing a little moaning. I was like, squeeze, and I was like, oh. You know, I was, I got a little excited. I mean, even old ladies get excited, Angel. And, you know, I started squirting grape juice all over the goddamn place. And then I, I looked beside the grapes, and I'll be goddamned if there wasn't some giant purple plums. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what Harry's plums looked like when he came back from the World War. You know, he, you know, he had the blue balls. I mean, his balls were so big, it looked like... Billy Jean King had stuffed a bag of a tennis balls down your Uncle Harry's knickerbockers, for Christ's sake, you know. So I started squeezing the goddamn plums, and I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm getting all aroused, and, you know, I know it's not proper, I know it's not right, and of course I squirted plum sauce all over the goddamn bananas, which were right there, and I'm like, oh my God, I already put my fingernails in the apple, I already squeezed the grape juice all over the place. It looked like Julius Caesar shit his pants on a subway car or something. You know, whatever that means, Angel. And so I was like, I can't let someone pick up this banana with the plum juice all over. And I tried wiping it off with my snort rag that I keep up the sleeve of my sweater. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. I don't so... So I, you know, I didn't know what to do, Angel, so I put the banana in my mouth, and I thought, you know, if no one's looking, I'll just kind of, you know, clean it off with my saliva, for Christ's sake. And I started with the banana, and, it, you know, these things aren't short. I mean, they're a little longer than, uh, you know, uh, Jason Priestley's, uh, you know, left ass cheek, for Christ's sake. And uh, I started, you know, the banana got in the back of your Aunt Ruthie's throat, and I was like... Ugh. You know, when I'm sucking away on this banana, trying to clean it off. You know, when I start gasping for them, like... And I'm like, sounded like a goat getting date rape behind a Denny's. I'm like... You know, when I'm spitting up all over the place, and I'm, you know, I'm suddenly I've got this banana all the way down my thorax. I mean, if I had a tracheotomy, it would have come right out the hole and hit someone in the fucking forehead. I mean, you know, I sounded like that baby alien that popped out of that fucking astronaut's stomach on Ridley Scott's Alien, for Christ's sake. So I'm sucking on this banana, and all of a sudden I can't talk. I start to sound like, you know, an old fucking guy that works in a car garage, for Christ's sake. And I'm like, can someone pull this goddamn banana out of my throat? So the store manager came, and it was jammed in there so deep, he had to put his running shoes on my breast, lay me down, and pull this goddamn banana out of my throat. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
you know, I'm like Linda Blair in that bedroom scene where she's, you know, throwing up pea soup all over Father McGillicuddy's fucking collar, for Christ's sake. Anyways, Angel, I'm rambling, but I just want you to know that your Aunt Ruthie's okay. I didn't want you to see anything in the newspapers or anything horrible about your Aunt Ruthie, you know, sucking off a banana at Robinson's grocery store. So we're fine. Everything's good, Angel, and I hope you're good. We miss you so much. Please give us a call when you get a chance. We love you. Oh, you're so cute. I just want to squeeze your face the way I squeeze those fat plums. <laughs> Goodbye, Angel. Aunt Ruthie loves you. Come and see us in Rochester, New York, when you have a chance, Angel. Okay, we love you so much. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ Oh, my God. I don't know where that even came from. Oh, Christ. Jesus, God. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa! What the hell? What? Jesus! She, she. My God, Aunt Ruth, I, Roger. You know, maybe you ought to listen to these calls before we put them on. That one, that was kind of disturbing. She was in a in a grocery store sucking on a banana. I mean, I get it. Old ladies have, have a bit of a clean fetish, but it, that's that's not how you clean fruit. I mean, good. Do we have anything else? Do we have any any? Uh, can we end on something other than that imagery of Aunt Ruthie squeezing plums and sucking a banana? Do Do we have another phone call or anything? Okay, good. Play play one more phone call before we end the show. My God. Hey, Holland, this is Brian. Thanks for your uh, letting Campfire Timmy come on to the podcast. Uh, he and Dr. Debbie Tom are my two favorites. And this time was just unchained, uh, unplugged, uh, unhinged. You uh, <laughs> really let Campfire Timmy loose and the inspired lunacy of breaking Dr. Ascot and the triage and menage a trois, whatever ensued. But uh, listening to Campfire Jimmy this time, I actually began to worry that uh, if I enjoy listening to that, there might be something wrong with me. So I don't want to inquire as a Dr. Ascot, but my gosh, uh, it was just completely free, uninhibited, and uh, love it. Good work. Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you, Brian. I'm, I'm glad you love Campfire Timmy because, you know, if he might be the most annoying guy on the planet next to Cinnamon Boy, and if I could find a way to off him, like hire a hitman or something, I would probably do it. I, I know I shouldn't say that, but I probably would. I, I just, I'm glad somebody loves him. But my God, the migraines that kid has caused me 
with his stupid singing and his dopey songs. And I guess it would, he had to have that session with Dr. Ascot. It, it didn't go well. Not only did, did I walk out, but Dr. Ascot walked out. And, you know, I used to think Dr. Ascot was the most annoying man or human on the planet. So what's that tell you when Ascot walks out on Campfire Timmy? Yeah. And the fact that you like it, I think you're right, bro. I, I think there might be something a little off. I think you might have a few nuts loose, bro. I mean, you 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 self-diagnosed it yourself, man. Listening to Campfire Timmy this time, I actually began to worry that uh, if I enjoy listening to that there might be something wrong with me yeah i don't think might i think uh, full-blown like you've gone around the bend bro i mean just just be thankful you've, you've never met him in person that you've never had to be in a room with that freak okay because then you you'd probably be in an if you're already kind of around the bend you'd probably be in a padded room if you ever met him in real life so count your blessings thanks for the call Brian I'm glad you love Campfire Timmy and the sad news is we're heading into summer and that's when Campfire Timmy's the most active and I've heard rumors that that Mr. Featherstone wants me to actually go to a real camp and sit around the fire with that idiot and hear him sing in his element. So I'm not looking forward to that later in the summer, but keep your eyes or ears peeled for that. You know what, Rog, let's do let's do one more call. This is kind of fun. We have time for one more, right? One more phone call. Here we go. Hey, Harland. This is James from Philadelphia. I listen to you every chance I get, which is every episode. And at the end, when you're plugging everything, I notice that, you know, you never come to Philadelphia. You know, you got to come to Philadelphia and get a cheesesteak. And uh, don't go to Jeans or Pat's. That's a tourist trap. That's not a real cheesesteak. you got to find the dirtiest-looking pizza place, get a cheesesteak. And I don't know why you wouldn't come to Philadelphia. It's only, like, the most important city in uh, all of the USA. Uh, maybe you just have a fear of giant bells or I don't know. But it'd be great to see you in Philly that you never come to. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And one more thing. Uh, I want to know what, what Space Ghost like. I saw you on Space Ghost and uh, just wanted to see a cool dude. Or what? You know, let me know. Thanks. James, 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 James. Hey, buddy. Thank you. You know, I was in Philly once. There's a com- great comedy club there called Helium. I really enjoyed it. Really great club. And I- I've only performed there once. And I think this was about maybe eight or nine years ago, man. And I got to tell you, I really liked that city. I had no idea what it was like. I, it was it was very historical, but it was also very cosmopolitan and cool and hip. And and, and the comedy club was kind of down all the back winding roads. And the roads reminded me kind of like New York a little bit, but it was still its own vibe. And I, I can't remember, but I think there was like some cobblestone streets. I, I hope I'm not wrong, but... I seem to remember there was some some areas where the streets were like cobblestoney. 
Um, but I liked how everything was like close together and there was like a little restaurants, all, all like kind of everything tightly connected. And I remember weaving through all the streets and, and it, you know, it's one of those cities too, where at night people are out in the street on the weekends, people are out and going to wine bars and restaurants and dude, you're right. You are right. And it's ironic that I'm playing your, your message today because I, I, I rarely get cheesesteaks. It's just, you know, they're not a common thing over here on the West Coast. And I went to this place today called Jersey Mike Subs. I, th- I think I've only been there one other time in my life years ago. And I just there just happened to be one near where I parked today. And I went in and I ordered a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, you know? And it was really good. It was like it was like the cheesesteak and the and the onions and the grilled onions and and the the bun. And I was like, wow, this is really yummy. I'm gonna go back to Jersey Mike's. So you got me with the cheesesteak thing, bro. I, I I know back there is I think that's where they started, right? And I think that's the most authentic place. So I don't think I had one when I was there the first time. But if I go back, bro, I'm gonna get one. I don't know about looking for the dirtiest, grungiest, like stinkiest pizza joint to get one because I you know I'm a little leery of of you know I want my food to be clean bro okay I don't I don't want to uh go to to Philly and end up uh, you know tits down in the river but I will try it and and here's my vow to you uh I don't know if I'm gonna have time to get there in 2017 but you've kind of put the bug in my ear and I'm gonna try and get there I'm going to talk to my my agents and say, you know what, guys? Why how the hell haven't I been to Philly for a long time? Because the guys at Helium are great. I work at all their other clubs. They have a few other clubs across the country, Portland and places like that. So uh, we're going to put a call in, buddy, and uh, hopefully I'll make your, your wish come true. Thank you for the idea. And I'm going to try and get my butt out to Philly in 2018, okay? Uh, no promises, but I am going to actually make a serious attempt. So uh, you better be there, man. You better show up because I'm, I'm doing it for you, bro. Well, I'm doing it for everyone in Philly and myself. I want to get back to that city. You you called it, man. It's a great city. So uh, Philly, look for yours truly in 2018, okay? And that's it. Roger, let's end the show. Well, you know what? Do we have a quick phone phone message? Can we just end on something really quick? Not a long one, just a quickie. You got one? All right, Raj, hit me. I fucking love you, bro. Thank you. Wow, okay. That that was short and sweet. Thanks, Raj. And what a great way to end the show with a little love. I fucking love you, bro. Thank you. Well, love you too. Thank you so much. Very, very kind to, uh, to spread the love for yours truly. And right back at you. To all of you, love having you here on the highway. Love that you listen. Love that you you enjoy it. Get a few laughs. I love bringing it to you. So thank you. Um, And uh, that's it for today, man. We are all out. I mean, you know, where do you really go after Aunt Ruthie sucking a banana at Robinson's? Yeesh. Um, hey, one last reminder. I, I know I keep hitting it over the head, but tonight, Thursday night, June 22nd, Carmel Corn the Pug in concert, taping his stand-up comedy special, the Irvine Improv uh, in Orange County, California. 
please come down and enjoy the fun. Uh, first taping at 7.30, second one at 9.45. And uh, it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen, a dog doing an hour of comedy. Good night, Nelly Frittato. Uh, and we'll keep you updated as uh, as we start to put the special together. We'll let you know what happens with it. We'll let you know if we end up selling it to Netflix or Showtime or someone else. And if we can't sell it there, well, we'll certainly let you know where you can uh, download it on the Internet and blah, blah, blah. Hopefully it comes out good. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun to be a dog for an hour. Uh, also, let's see. I don't think I have any uh, comedy gigs coming up. Because uh, as you guys know, if you've listened, I like to take the summers off, man. Yeah, man, I, I like to slow down and, and smell the coffee. I work hard all year, but in the summers, July and August, I say no. I say no to any gigs, unless it's something really special, like a big festival or something. But uh, I've got, I'm going to spend the summer chilling and fishing, and I'm sure Barbecue Eddie will be coming along and Campfire Timmy, and I'm going to be getting ready for Burning Man. I'm going to try and get my ass to Burning Man again this year. Hopefully I'll have some more good Burning Man stories for you. Uh, that comes up at the end of August. And then in September, speaking of, oh my God, speaking of um, the club in Portland that I just mentioned, I am going to be there in Portland at the uh, the comedy club that I just mentioned. So uh, that'll be awesome. That's September 21st to the 24th. I will be in Portland, Portland, the same guys that own the clubs uh, in uh, Philly. So when you know what I'll do when I'm in Portland, I'll talk to the guys in Portland and say, let's go to Philly, man. I'll, I'll, drop, the, I'll drop the seed. And then uh, let's see, September 28th to October 1st, I'm coming back to Chicago to the Improv in Schaumburg. Yes, great club. I haven't been there in a few years. I love that club. And then uh, in October again, to October 12th to the 15th, I will be back at the Irvine Improv doing a full, uh, a full set, a full weekend. Uh, just as me, not as caramel corn. And then later in the year, oh my God, November, I'm going to be up in Buffalo. And then I'm going to be in uh, San Jose, California. And then I'm going to be up in Edmonton, Alberta in Canada. Oh my God. Just some really good, uh, some really good shows coming up gang. So there might even be some more added before the end of the year, but, uh, keeping it motoring. So uh, check my website, harlanwilliams.com, and you can uh, see all these dates. You can even pre-order your tickets. And make sure you have your tickets, your tickets, your tickets, your tickets. Um, What else can I tell you? Um, While you're at the website, go to our store. We have great merchandise we can mail out to you, funny T-shirts, videos, digital downloads, books, music. Don't forget to uh, go to iTunes and catch my new uh, rock and roll album that I did with my cousin Kevin from the Bare Naked Ladies. The Cousins, that's the name of our band. The Cousins and the album's called Rattlesnake Love. You can download the whole album at iTunes or just one or two of your favorite songs. 
Hope you give it a listen. I think you'll find something on there you dig. Uh, people are really liking it. And then uh, don't forget, if you have kids or even if you're an adult, watch Puppy Dog Pals on Disney and Disney Junior. It's my animated cartoon that uh, people are really just going nuts about. And uh, I got I might have some good news coming up about it soon. Uh, next podcast, I'll, uh, I'll tell you, uh, an incredible story about something that happened to me recently when I went into the Disney store at the local mall. Oh my God. Did I have a moment? Oh, did I have a moment? Oh, can we talk? I had a moment, man. It was pretty wild. So I'll tell you about that next podcast, uh, but please check out Puppy Dog Pals. I've, I've been getting so many tweets and emails and and people just loving the puppy dog pals they're they're sending me pictures of their children watching the television and they're they're addicted and I love it because I'm so proud of the show and and I'm so happy the kids are reacting to it and even the the adults the parents are going not only do the, do the kids love it we love it so that's great news thank you for watching please tell your friends if they have kids and uh check out puppy dog pals also, if you want to write to me, uh, you can write to me at harlandwilliams.com. Or if you want to leave a phone message like these other pavement pounders did, uh, you can call me, 323-739-4330. Ladies, don't be afraid to leave a voicemail. Not enough of the ladies leave voicemails. Maybe maybe uh, I don't have many ladies that listen to the show. I think I do. But girls, don't be so timid, man. Not 90% of the voicemails are from dudes. We, we like to hear from the girls. We like to hear from the hotties. Um, so get on it, man. Leave some voicemails for us. Um, and don't forget to get our, uh, our app, our free app on your cell phone. So you can listen to us wherever you may be. Just go into your app store, type in the Harland Highway. Boom. You got it. You got. You get to listen to us absolutely free. The uh, most current 50 episodes are free. And then if you want the whole library of the Harland Highway, $20 a year. Yeah, it's almost 1,000 episodes. Can you believe it? We're coming up on 1,000 real soon. This is number 880. We're like 120 away from 1,000, man. What, any suggestions what we should do for the thousands episodes? Thousands episode suddenly turned into the elephant man. I hope you enjoy the thousands episode. Um, that's gonna be dramatic. It's gonna be emotional. I don't know the thousandth episode. I'm just gonna be so emotional. I'm gonna be overwhelmed. Oh my god. Um, yeah, get the premium membership. It's only twenty dollars, and uh, it helps us here at the website. And I throw on some bonus content here and there when I can. And uh, I hope you guys uh, can can uh, jump on and become premium members. All right. So I think that's it for now. God, all these announcements. Um, yeah, that's it for now. Thank you for being here. Go get your face misted, and if you can't. Uh, do that. Just go stand behind a giraffe. All right. That's it for now. Thanks for being here, everybody. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ. Oh, 
my God, I don't know where that even came from. Oh, Christ, Jesus 